You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Friends, fans, and foes, it's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us today on the show. But before we get to the show, you know what you must do. You must hit us up on all those social media outlets. If you could hit us up on the Twitter, just go there right now. I know it's on your phone. Press the Twitter app. Go to at TNWpod and follow us. It's that simple. Now, let's do Instagram. Go to Instagram. Open it up and type in Talking Wrestling Podcast in your search. You'll find us. Follow us. And that would be great. Um, we're also on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. Give us a favorable review and five-star rating. We'll appreciate it. We'll probably even mention you on the, mention you on the show. Uh, Facebook. We're at Facebook backslash Talking Wrestling. Uh, we are also, well, we're pretty much everywhere. Uh, we're on Spotify, so give Talking Wrestling a follow there. While you're at it, go to Casey Corbin, give him a follow, listen to one of his four albums, or share something. Every little bit helps. Um, we're also on Apple uh, Music as well. You can find us there. We are wherever uh, popular podcasts are found. Uh, of course, we're at the Never Sleeps Network's uh, base site as well, on the internet as well. And uh, uh, yeah. So I believe I, I got us all. We got the Instagram, we got the Facebook, we got the uh, Twitter, we got the, uh, the 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 iTunes. Oh, at Gmail, send us a Gmail at talkingwrestling at gmail dot com. Now, folks, it's time to introduce the man of the hour, uh, the man uh, with the power, uh, my co-host, uh, more than six feet away, social distanced. It's Reeves Turner. Casey, my sweet baby boy, how are you? I am doing great, and what a spectacular week of wrestling. Uh, you know what I love about doing the show on Thursday? is yeah. because Thursday, I feel like, is the, is when we finish our week. Our week runs Friday till Thursday. So... When this podcast comes out, we got two hours of Rampage tonight, yeah. and how did we end it? We ended it with two hours of Dynamite. Come like, on, baby. It's Woo. the sandwich. The, we are the sweet meat in the AEW sandwich. That sweetest of meatest, Oh, baby. we we are uh, smoked meat covered in sugar and maple. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah. It, it, like, just... The fact that we just finished watching uh, Dynamite, which was Dynamite, and and, uh, and then we get to watch, um, you know, uh, Rampage tonight. Like, I phoned in for spots this week at the comedy club. They're like, what do you want? I'm like, Thursday. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know what Wednesday is, and you know what Friday is. It's uh, not me doing shows. It's me at home watching wrestling. Uh, we are committed. 
We are committed to the cause. Hey, hey, we are committed. Of course we are. You don't do four years of talking wrestling without being committed to the cause. Yeah, that's it, baby. You know, you'd think committed to the cause in in comedy would mean something having to do with Bill Cosby, but no, that's not the case at all. That's not the no. case at all. Hey, um, so, so let's just get started with, uh, first of all, even before the week, before uh, Dynamite even happened, AEW dropped a bomb earlier in the week. Another signing. Who did they sign? Owen Hart is all elite. The, the legacy of Owen Hart the, has signed. Has signed with AEW. They're doing an AEW Owen Hart uh, uh, tournament, which will be fantastic because Owen wrestled in a lot. He was a king of the ring. They should and, call it the King of Hearts Invitational or something. <laughs> they, they, whatever they call it, it would be great. It fits with their poker theme. Uh, you know, it fits with the cards, the it, King of Hearts. It does. And can, I don't think King of Hearts is – can that be licensed? I don't even know. It's all, Who knows? What, are you going to you gonna tell blackjack players to take one card out of their fucking deck? You know, yeah, like – Not bloody likely. No, no, no. If, if uh, you know, I don't think it can be – no, I, the King of Hearts tournament – would be great, um, you know, just anything. And not only that, Owen Hart is going to be in the new AEW video game. I'm so stoked for that. Bro. And you could, so you stoked. you kind of called this because you said the video game was taking so long because you believed there were certain people that were going to be signed that they're yeah. waiting and they're going to include them in the video game. Owen Hart is definitely one of those people. That's crazy to me. I, I love it. I hope. I, I can't wait for this video game. You know what I mean? I have not been this hyped about a wrestling video game since WWE 2K13. Well, what's going to be great about it is... Eight years. They're going to have Owen, and he's going to be in his Stampede tights or his uh, WCW tights, which were very Mr. Perfecty. But I love the WCW tights. And Owen Hart in baby blue with lightning bolts on his, uh, on his uh, side of his legs. I I'm up for that, man. Any, you know, I'm just glad that Owen Hart is going to be back in wrestling. And this is something when Chris uh, Jericho, uh, when Chris Jericho had Martha Hart on, they talked about it. And he said, would you, she's like, look at, I can't have Owen going into the Hall of Fame in the WWE because I took a settlement from the WWE for basically killing my, my husband. And yeah. that's it. It's a settlement. It's over. I have no more – she's like, I have nothing to do with them ever again. And if I do go back, I look – you know, she looks like she's uh, grubbing for money, you know, and it looks bad on her. So she's like, look it, they killed my husband. They don't get to have his – they they already own everything. They don't get his legacy in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And uh, and I – when she said it all, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And then Jericho said, would you be opposed – like, he wrestled in New Japan. What if New Japan wanted to honor him? She's like, yeah, she's open towards that. She's like, like the Cauliflower Alley people, they've already honored him. And he's already in another Hall of Fame. It's just that she, it's just that she won't be going in to the, he won't be going into the WWE. Because it's, it's, it's just not happening. So, and I'm fine with that. I am fine with that. As long as somebody, you know, and here comes Tony Khan again, saving the day. Where has this miracle man been? 
Um, He's growing up to be a miracle man. <laughs> if you're a billionaire, you let your sons be wrestling geeks because they yeah. could be the next Tony Khan. They could be. They could be. They could be. Um, so, so, so that is a big announcement right there. And yeah. I don't even think it's a fuck you to nope. a um, nope. Vince McMahon. I think it's, well, I think it's what's best for business, as uh, Stephanie McMahon would say. So uh, congratulations to AEW for yeah. uh, blowing my mind before yeah. you would blow my mind. On when- on Monday, they blew my mind. And on a Wednesday, they blew my mind again. But now in all of this, uh, man, dark side of wrestling really did a number on a couple guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, in probably the most damaging issue out there, um, Tommy Dreamer has been canceled, and uh, Ric Flair yeah. might be me too I don't know. It's it's not looking good for Flair right now. He's written multiple letters of apology on different formats. Yeah. Um. You know, obviously he had big plans going forwards, or else he wouldn't have left the WWE. Yeah, and man. and uh, the plane ride from hell comes back to bite him in the ass. But here's the thing. Um, from what I understand, Vince McMahon wasn't even on that flight, and they had him on the flight in the in the in the documentary. But there's but, been a lot of speculation both but ways. David Meltzer, who reported and named the plane ride from hell, this whole story came out of David Meltzer, uh, Wrestling Observer, back in the day. McMahon was not on that flight. Mc, there are there were several other plane rides that were pretty much very hellious as well. Like there was one where um, Kurt Angle and McMahon were going at it in the plane and they were like wrestling. And a lot of people thought that was the plane ride from hell. But like, it was just like they had inaccuracies in their story. And if this was to take Ric Flair to court, uh, lawyers would just shoot this whole special down in in a matter of moments, especially because the, the 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 woman at the end who comp- who had the most complaints about Ric Flair, the stewardess, at the very end she said at no point did she ever feel that he was going to rape her or attack her. So, you know, but she did feel really uncomfortable and was and was a little bit of afraid. Now, you know, now I'm going to say this right now. Uh what Ric Flair did was wrong. I don't condone such actions. Um I would never even, hey, I cannot do the helicopter with my penis. So I would, you know, I am not one of those penis puller outer guys. I you're don't, not a penis puller? I'm not a, I'm a penis puller, but I'm not a penis puller uh, outer. Okay, you're a penis puller inner. I'm a, I, yeah, only in my privacy have I pulled my penis, but I never pull my penis when I'm not, even, I'm not even on a private jet. And here's the thing about... Here's a public a, private jet people. And now puller. this is bad. This is all this story is also bad news for private jet people. Because private jet people fly for privacy. This story is bad for everybody, about. bro. It's it's bad for talk it's bad for the it's bad for that whole dark side. It's bad for it. Like dark side of the ring cost an active wrestler his job. So now guys aren't gonna come forward and talk about things on the show. That's what I think. Like they just caught, they just shot one of their fucking sources in the foot, man. Yeah, all because he took Ric Flair's side. 
So yeah, and they aired it and they aired it. They didn't have to put that part into the documentary, but they did. You know? Yeah. They did. That they could have left that out. They could have yeah. left that shit out, but they chose to include it. So they 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 are like, oh fuck, we can get him here. Let's fucking get him. Yeah. And to me, it's like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna play devil's advocate here. Like I've I've already made my statement. However, um I'm 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 gonna say this. Despite Ric Flair and his flaws, um, he's still one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And yeah. I'm not pulling down a two hundred dollar post pitcher that I spent to get my pitcher with I'm not pulling that off my wall. Um, you know, like uh I, I'm not getting any financial subsidies out of the plane ride from hell. And uh I'm not enjoying the uh the anguish that it's causing certain wrestlers, especially yeah. when certain wrestlers have to make their living by being wrestlers still. Um, you know, and this show fucking really buries the guys and it's just like now look at like to me, it's like I don't as someone who's been a server in the industry, in the in the in the hospitality industry for most of my life, besides being a comedian, um, one thing we're taught is if we're serving people alcohol, the minute you start serving someone alcohol, you are now responsible for those people drinking that alcohol. And if you and if you get them drunk, you're even responsible for that. Mm-hmm. So at no point does this does this lady who gave them three trolleys of liquor does she assume any responsibility for getting them all boozed up? I know now if now look at if this was dark side of uh, wrestling. I would probably have a lot of people saying shit about me right now because I just made a point in, in defense of Ric Flair. But I'm just yeah. saying, I th- you know, I thought private planes were, you know, I thought people take private planes so they could act like arseholes and be uh, dickheads. You know, yeah. like... Well, th- there's, yeah, there's that line between don't you want, like, being like, a you know, dickhead and then making somebody touch the head of your dick. And I would think, <laughs> and I would think that, well, and, and I was like, well, where do you think that happens more? On uh, Air Lolita, the Epstein private plane, or on the plane ride from hell? You know, Who knows? I think there are plane rides from hells all over the place. Oh, and, probably. Uh, yeah, the, absolutely. And like JR said, if we could just forget about this and he didn't have to ever hear it about it again, uh, yeah. he would be happy. So um, nothing good coming out of that story uh, except uh, Sean Waltman getting, uh, winning a haircut match. Um, but, uh, aside from that, I think now that it's said and done and a couple guys are losing their careers over it, fuck the plane ride from hell. I don't need to hear about it anymore, nor do I want yeah. to. So, exactly. um, on exactly. heel on heels this week, uh, they actually, luckily this on, well, it wasn't this week, but on the heels review this week, we talk about, we talk about, uh, Wild Bill, his character. Now, this happened two weeks ago on the show. Uh, he came out in the. Uh, he, he got drunk. He did some pills on a on the plane. He went and put on his robe, and he came out doing the Ric Flair. Uh, this would not have because that's the thing is like this was folklore. It was a Ric Flair stable. WWE had animated this. Yeah, uh, you know, and and now. It's like we can't even like this anymore. And if Heels had this later in the season, there might even have been a backlash towards it. Yeah, or a reshoot. Or a reshoot, or the scene would have been totally even cut out of the episode. So 
heels. Thanks for not cutting it out of the episode and getting it in early because it was a funny scene. Also, um, yeah, keep it up, heels. You're doing great. So, <laughs> so that is all the hoopla around the wrestling. But aside from that, yeah. Monday Night Raw, pretty solid. Ooh, uh, yeah. Like it's weird, it's weird to make some new tag team ladies champs. Yeah, kind like of. they're just. It's kind of weird. Like I think what they're trying to do. I'm not the only one who thinks this either. Is they're trying to recapture that RK bro energy with Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley. Like they're yeah. such an odd t- team. It makes no sense. I don't get it. It doesn't make it just, sense. Whereas one is working so well. Why would you even try the other one? Right, but they there they are. They're doing it. Bless them. You know they ended up taking the straps uh, away from Natalia. Uh, and, Garbage. Uh, Tamina. Garbage. So that's you know uh, they, there were some matches on that show. Yeah, there were some great matches. Uh, yeah. First, uh, I like number one. Um, uh, you know we had the triple. Well, it started off with Roman Roman Reigns coming on Raw and doing double duty. You know, duty. winning two matches, one at the start, one at the end. Triple threat at the end between uh, Big E and Bobby Lashley. Fuck, it was a great match. Um, yeah. Like, I really thought, okay, somebody's putting some thought behind Raw because aside from uh, Ash and, and Rhea Ripley, who Rhea Ripley just doesn't give a fuck, um, you know, it, no. it, it's like it was actually a good episode. Charlotte Flair and Alexa Bliss, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm in for that. I like what they're doing, um, you know. It's it's uh, it's it. The storyline is better than any Bray Wyatt thing that uh, she's been doing, than that she or she's done. Yeah, I just don't understand what they're doing with her. Uh, I guess at least Charlotte's acknowledged that she used to be normal and now she's fucked up. Yeah, but fuck, uh, Alexa Bliss, man, I'm so sorry you've been going through this. I think she likes her character. I think she does it kind of well. But what I mean by going through this, I mean is you're just getting dragged, bro. Just getting dragged all over the place. Yeah. Like, Alexa should've... Bliss should just wrestle her fucking shit. Let's go. After Bray Wyatt, they should have let her go for a while and then brought her back better. And uh, as, as the old Alexa Bliss, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the one that you couldn't beat, the one that was fucking awesome. Instead of, uh, you know, like, let Mandy Rose or Liv, you know, Liv Morgan wanted to be Harlequin. Why can't she be Harlequin? Why does man? Why does uh? Why does you know? Why does Alexa Bliss? Why does she have to be Harlequin? But I'll tell you, I thought that was a pretty good segment between her and Charlotte, and yeah. uh, and I liked it. But again, um, it, it, WWE just pales in comparison when it comes to uh, booking. Things making sense, yeah, uh, storylines, just keeping yeah. things simple, um, you know, and uh, and that's something where AEW sort of hits on on all numbers, all uh, cylinders. Yeah. Uh, hey, um, so Ottawa had their first show, and wow, man, wow. Uh, well. The the obviously the dark order was in full effect in Ottawa. Uh, they were back nice. in Ottawa, hometown heroes. Not only that, um, uh, 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 Daniel Garcia was there. Red Death himself. He wrestled uh, Speedball Bailey. Oh, Mikey Speedball Bailey. That is a match I would have loved to see. 
Yeah. Are you kidding me? Daniel Garcia against against Speedball Bailey. I think Speedball actually just picked up a Quebec championship. He, uh, he did. He had the title with him. And was then it the IWS? That, yeah, he had the I, IWS championship. And yeah. not only that, I love the name of the IWS tag team champions. The Black Quebecois. <laughs> yeah, they're great. <laughs> that, okay, for you people listening in America, um, one of our political parties is the party of Quebec, which is the French-speaking province we have. Le Black Quebecois. And they're called the Bloc Quebecois. The Quebec, Le Black Quebecois. Basically, the French Bloc. Um, so, but the, these guys are two black wrestlers who are wrestling in Quebec. So they're the black Quebecois. And Le black. Le black Quebecois. Quebecois. There's no noir here. They are it. the black, which I fucking thought that's so great. And there's such some a great, great Quebec tag teams. There's another really tag, oh. good tag team I enjoy watching called Tabernacle the Team. TBTDT. Yeah, they're great. Tabernacle Team was great. I'm really surprised because like. I always thought out of all the teams that I saw, and I've seen TDT wrestle, uh, you know, Uno and, and Stu Grayson several times. I always thought TDT was the better of the both, to be, to be honest. They uh, work well, man. They're good workers. They've got the lumberjack gimmick going, which is traditional Quebec mm-hmm. throwback to like Joe LeDuc, Mad Dog Vachon. I love it. 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 And wrestling is now starting to happen again. It's um, amazing. Did you I, see? Speaking, of, I got my I got my uh, t-shirts, new t-shirts, in. yeah, you got, I got Le Champion, the Chris Jericho Le Champion uh, t-shirt, the uh, Goat of Pro Wrestling. That is awesome. Well, I got that one, and then I got <coughs> uh, everybody can join the Dark Order t-shirt. Is it say everybody or anybody? Everyone. All right. Fair enough. So they're taking applications at uh, darkorder.com. No. Yeah, just head over there. Sign up. You can actually join up. You can get your number. Go on. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm number 420. <laughs> um, what's going on with Cole Cabana? He's now on the uh, the dark dark shows. Is he not like is, is CM Punk's around so he doesn't get to be on the, on the main shows anymore? Is boom, what, boom. Is that what's Cole going on? Cabana. Is that what's he was going on? on dark. He was on dark. He's on Dynamite, but he's like just a he's like su- supporting characters like right now. He's in the background of this feud because he's not really. Cole Cabana was always like, uh, "Oh, I'm in the Dark Order. Okay, well, cool, you know, kind of deal, you know." Uh, and right now he's caught between two sides of the Dark Order. Right now we've got two factions uh, forming of the Dark Order, and we need somebody to come in and straighten us all out. Okay, it's just a big fight. Daddy needs to come home. Mama needs to come home and just slap some sense into some folks. And you're talking about Hangman Page? Who knows who we're talking about? All I know is somebody's got to come back and reunite the family. All right. All right. Because we're not going to wait 10 years for 11. Or what's the what's the kid is what's the kid's number? Minus one. one. For 18 years for that kid to get it into wrestling. So he can <laughs> fulfill his prophecy, you know. He's already training. He's already training now. I know. Like, <laughs> I predict by the time he's ten, he's gonna have a really good feud with Marco Stunt. That'd be great. Um, now, uh, let's talk about dynamite. Let's talk about how. Like, when is the last time you saw a twenty-minute draw anywhere? When? Yeah, it's like 
10 years ago. It feels like forever. I feel like yeah. I have to go to Coliseum Video and look at my Coliseum Video collection to yeah. find a Madison Square Garden draw between the Bulldogs and the Hart Foundation yeah. or the Killer Bees. It felt like to me they went longer than 20 minutes. Everybody's saying 20 minutes, but it felt like it was even longer, bro. It just felt so good. It felt like it should never end. <laughs> Honestly, I was. Um, there were some spots in that match. Just watching them work. Bro, come on. What are we talking? It's 2021, and we just watched the fucking American Dragon, Brian Danielson, fight Kenny Omega. Yeah, there is a match. On, what? There's, no, there's a match online. Uh, they got Kenny Omega versus Daniel Bryan's and the American Dragon, and uh, and they throw in Tyler Reeks in there, who is uh, Tyler Reeks is uh, Seth Rollins. So oh, that's 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 online. I think that might be Ring of Honor. Um, yeah, it's all Ring of Honor. I but tell, yeah, but it's uh, it is crazy and it is awesome and it was fantastic. Fuck, did Brian? I did uh, Danielson take a fucking look like it took a grater to his chest. Oh yeah, those chops were no joke. You you those look. Are... It looked like he wrestled Walter. It literally yeah. like there's a lot of big bumps in it too. That buckle bomb over the ropes there. Yes, that was a big one, man. There was, buddy. That was the first match of the night. Do you understand? This is AEW's weekly television, and their first, their fucking curtain jerker. Yeah, is is a potential. It's a match of the year candidate. Like, are we fucking kidding? Like, it's amazing. I you turn it on and you're just like this. Oh wow, what a t- what the fuck amazing i love it i loved it yeah and uh i also loved uh brian danielson's classy thank you wwe uh that he that he did on his instagram yeah and a lot of money baby yeah and i do like how he holds it above kenny omega that kenny omega has never made it to his level and has never wrestled anyone on his level i fucking love that because you know what, yeah. AEW is great, but the pinnacle is winning a main event at WrestleMania, AEW winning the championship at WrestleMania. That is still the pinnacle of professional wrestling. That's the biggest thing you can do. And not only did Daniel Bryan for sure do it, you know, uh, crazy, crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. all. Buddy, like we have such, a, and what's great is, is like a lot of people. We're like, oh, they're gonna just put the fucking belt on Daniel Bryan, and I'm like, it's Bryan Danielson now. Yeah, and no, they won't. Not right away. They ain't gonna put the belt on him right he's in gotta, the fucking door. He's gonna. He's gonna. First of all, first, first of all, the person taking that belt from Kenny Omega is Hangman Adam Page. It is happening. He's got mark. Mark my damn words. Hangman is buckshotting his way into that fucking belt. I will say this that. Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, he does not have the wins to uh, challenge him for the title. And I know it's just like, now, if he would have won the title, if he would have won that non-title match, maybe he can make a claim. But the fact is, is he might as well have won because the fact is he's just going to rub it in Kenny's face that he's like, you can't beat me. And it's going to bother Kenny until he goes him to put on the line. But then that's up to the championship committee to come in and say no, 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 this guy has to get the shot first <coughs> because uh, he's to come in and put in the time, yeah. uh, you know, like 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 for example, 
you know, um, CM Punk tonight is wrestling Hobbs, Harlem Hobbs. Yeah. So um, he's wrestling yeah. Hobbs. Now, look at, I don't know if you saw who was sitting in the audience um, on Wednesday night, but heels mm -hmm. Jack Spade, Stephen Arnell himself. Um, in the crowd, now, it now, I will say this. Um, Hobbs is part of a faction. CM Punk is part of no faction. Ooh. I'm thinking tonight what is going to happen is um, Hobbs and then Taz's team is going to come down and they're going to attack CM Punk and the arrow, Stephen, uh, Stephen ML, Cody Friend's buddy, and um, current star of Heels on Stars, Jack Spade, current Duffy World Wrestling Federation champion. Uh, I think he's going to jump the rail and save Robbie Rabies uh, from uh, the Heels World. Ooh. I think he's going to, I think, because look at he can wrestle. We've seen him wrestle Stardust at SummerSlam. He's also wrestled a couple other matches. Gee. Do you want to know what I think? He's, I like that idea that he's going to jump the rail. He's going to jump the rail. Yeah. But I think he going to turn heel. Oh, you think the heel's going to You think he's going to go out? Oh, my God. You yeah, always do this. Taz. You always got You always got to one up. I come up with a superior idea, and you always come up, and you, and you swerve it. And you swerve it. And you, oh, my God. <laughs> Bro. Let's start writing wrestling. <laughs> we put it out there. Let us book your territory. Let us let us book pussies. Let us book your show. Um, It'll be great. There's uh, quite the match happening on Halloween. If you're in town, out in Mississauga, in your area, Destiny oh. Wrestling, uh, Josh Alexander from Impact. Uh, he will be putting the Destiny World Title up against uh, one of the Good Brothers. Luke Gallows, he's right. going to be in town. So uh, Luke Gallows. Also on the card is uh, Jordan Grace, and I do believe she's wrestling somebody awesome. And uh, all I know is Destiny Wrestling puts on great shows at the Don Kolov uh, Sportsplex or Center out in Mississauga. So uh, go out go. and check that card out. Don't delay. Don't, Don't. wait on it. Get your Not tickets even. now. Get them. Go. Skedaddle. Sketch, <laughs> Oh, buddy. So we had first match: Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson. They wrestled to a draw. Ding ding. Second match. Oh wait, then we had some promo stuff. We had a uh, we had some talkies. We had a little bit of talkie talkies. Was the second match? I can't remember if the second match was Malachi Black Cody, or. The tag team, Sting, Darby Allen. I think it was Sting and Darby Allen. Mm. That was good, man. I like it. I it like it great. a lot. It was great. Yeah. I love uh, Sting cinched up on that uh, Scorpion Deathlock. Did he ever cinch up on it? It was uh, Sting still's got the goods. He knows. Yeah. He knows what, like you know what he can do, and uh, and he sticks to what he can do and doesn't try anything crazy. Darby Allen, how many? How many coffin drops has that guy got to do? Like he did the he did the one outside the ring, and they sick. caught him. Yeah. Oh, and they caught him. Yeah. 
Yeah, they chucked him onto the fucking apron. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. But, the, yeah. you know, the, like, oh no, the one where he did it to him, uh, where he did it to him on the apron, mm. that one was sick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, through the ropes because he was trying to, yeah, that was so sick. Just amazing. Um, it's great. So, the, and then the, uh, oh, my God. And how great was even, like, Britt Baker's match against Ruby Soho. Oh, another fantastic match. Listen, like good stuff. All the matches, all the matches. There's a couple botches in the match, but they were like harmless. Whatever, you know, yeah. you're not like here and there you're going to notice something like that, but it's just like it, yeah. you know, whatever, it is what it is. Uh it's live, so, you know, uh, but what a match that was. Um Yeah. It, it's just so funny that I love how even when Britt Baker is like out and on the ground as they're naming her name. She'll still get her fingers up to do the DMD thing. Like that's the most important thing to her. She can't move. She's beat up. But she does the DMD. Did she say did she do the line where, you know, she's she's good enough that she'll knock your teeth down your throat, but she's also smart enough that she'll fix the teeth the next morning? That's did amazing. she did she say that line? No, I can't remember, man. I can't remember, but it's amazing. <laughs> but that's the best line in the world. If she did it, so if that's her line, or maybe I imagine that line, but just yeah, the idea, just the idea of yeah, yeah, I can kick your teeth down your throat, but I I can also fix it tomorrow tomorrow at eleven. What? What? Yeah. What? You know. That's amazing. Um, the glove I love. Uh. Reba has always got that glove. Uh, You know, I've seen Ruby tap on that, too, because I said, your arms are hooked. It's got to be difficult to tap Um, when she gets you in that that double arm bar crossover. uh, Yeah, the cross face. The cross face. It's it's crazy. Uh, What else do we have? Did we have uh, Sammy Guevara wrestles Miro tonight? Right, that's uh, tonight. It's gonna be so good. Look I'm at, sorry, Sammy. When is? I don't think you're gonna win. I don't think he's gonna win either. But I think he's it's gonna be a God's hell of a match. favorite champion. Yeah, but but he's but Sammy is a Spanish god. Yeah. Sorry, so, Sammy. Um, <laughs> Sammy said he's going to buy uh, El Furo or El Fru- Frugal. What is his name? <laughs> <laughs> Fuego del Sol. Fr- Andrada. Andrea, <laughs> uh, yeah, Del Fuego Del Sol. He, uh, he is, um, yeah. So he he has no more car. He doesn't have a car anymore. No car. No car. Um, but uh, Sammy said he will buy him a new car if he beats Miro. But the Redeemer keeps on talking about how you know God pleases he pleases God, and then and then his wife pleases him. When is his wife gonna show up? When is this gonna happen? Soon. She's in. Well, it's not going to happen tonight because she's in Vegas with Charlie from from WWE partying, partying like a party, girl. partying like your party girl, like your your the, the 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 redeemer. Your husband is out of town redeeming, <laughs> redeeming and, people. Uh, yes, and uh, in with New the York City, power of punches. And how cool does the Arthur Ashe Stadium make for a wrestling venue? It looked really cool, man. Honest, ah. I am so jealous that we can't go to that kind of like 
they haven't come to Canada yet, and it's going to be a while still. And these guys get to watch them wrestle, and we just get to watch it on TV. Yeah, well, indie wrestling is just starting to make its comeback up here. But the yeah. thing is, is like I honestly do think when they're going to do it, they're going to tour amphitheaters, like because I, I think, think they should. I like the idea of having you know everybody in front of them. And the backdrop of the stage, and you know, there's nobody behind the stage. There's nobody behind. It's just everybody's in front. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and that that because like they're in an amphitheater when they fil- when they film in Jacksonville. Yeah. So or wherever the, they do, they shoot all those. So you would you'd like to see it at like Budweiser stage? Yes, that's exactly where I want to see them. Budweiser be stage. You know, all the seats sick. will sell first, and then all the generals at the back. You know, or the you, soccer stadium, even that would be great too. Or the tennis stadium up in York. No, fuck tennis. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they're in there. T- it's the exact same stadium, but they got a roof. <laughs> they got a roof. <laughs> um, I love it. The uh, yeah. So tonight we have CM Punk against Hobbs. Yep. We have. Uh, do, is Jake Hagar wrestling anyone? I think he's fighting one of those top team boys, uh, the top men, top boys. Him and Chris Jericho might be fighting the top boy boys. What about uh, FTR? FTR. Who did they wrestle last night? Sting and Darby Allen. That was it. Yeah, because oh, and that's, I fucking love FTR's fucking gear. They're in the yeah, NWO rip off gear. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, and they it had some, real cool. They had some great moves and some great spots in that match and. Tully Blanchard getting the shit kicked at home too. Like, Jesus, Tully. Tully. Uh, what about the fucking K? Cody Rhodes, Malachi Black. Oh my God. Old Arnie boy gets on stage. What he was can't, that? He gets onto the wrong side of the ring. They should have just done the spot there. But like, Cody makes Arn get to the other side of the ring. And he takes this, oh, he can't make it around the ring post. He didn't want to go back down. Yeah. And he took the worst fall off the side. Yeah. And then had to go up and do it again. <laughs> yeah, Cody went back around the ring and dragged him out. He was like in the corner of, on the floor yeah, of the of the uh the walk-on, uh, the r- runway and the apron. It was so weird, but and like what is on the laminated Cody Rhodes uh script that Arn Anderson has? Yeah. Like like I'm um, C- Cody Rhodes next time don't have your cape so long. You know, yeah, like, Cody. and why, Cody, stop trying to be the boy's Highlander. Like, you got the blonde hair, you're dressed out in all the American nightmare. You know, it's like, come on. I like it. I like it because, like, some people are like, yo, he's a he's a heel. And some people are like, no, he's an ultra face. And I'm like, ooh, what is he? Who knows? Let's see uh, what a month will bring. Because, like. He was getting booed real hard. <laughs> oh, of course, of course, you know. And Brandy looked great considering she just had a baby not too long ago. Yeah. So Brandy good on Rhodes. her, looking amazing. Uh, but now she'll probably want in the title picture. It's like, it's like you're an executive. Um, the Bucks coming in to save Kenny Omega or to get Kenny Omega. Uh, after that, after match. that match, and then of course, Cage, uh, Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, um, uh, Jungle Boy, they all come running down. I think we're setting up the next Spring Stampede. I think Ugh. it's going to be the Elite versus uh, Cage 
and Daniel Bryan and uh, you know Jurassic Express and whoever one more of those people will be. So, I think so. Um, yeah, sure. I think that's going to be the next Spring Stampede. I think uh, you know it doesn't have to be um, you know a Chris Jericho posse match. You know it can be for anybody and any five yeah. on five. Well, I think also they need to really now start to seriously consider bringing in the trios title that they've been talking about and other kind of titles. Yeah. Uh, there's other belts you can bring in to add some more depth to some stories. They, well, there need to be a women's tag match, a women's tag title. Yeah. And then, and then the trios. Uh, I'm all, yeah. I, and like, I, whether they want to call it trios or six man or whatever, I like six man, to be honest. Um, I like trios titles. But trios titles, trios titles. You got something to set trios titles. We got the trios titles here, baby. You want these straps? You want these trios titles? You come to my town. You come to my town and take my trios titles, baby. I'm a fan of alliteration. Yeah? Who the fuck (laughs) do you think you're talking to, man? You talking to me? You fucking talking to me? You want my trios titles? Huh? (laughs) You coming to the Casey Ramon. Yeah, (laughs) Casey Ramon. This is Razor Ramon's cousin. Yeah. (laughs) Let me tell you what I want to do to you. I wanna, I wanna lick you. <laughs> now I'm turning. Now, now I'm turning into the Tony Clifton, eh? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I wanna lick you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, this now this is kind of wrestling related. Uh, unfortunately, um, last week Norm Macdonald passed away. We talked about it on the show. Affected me deeply. Yeah. One of the things is, over the years, um, you meet many people in Canadian comedy. One of my favorite people that I met, a guy and I by the name of Wayne Fleming, and uh, Wayne's uh, credit to being uh, pretty great. Well, well, don't Google him, but um, <laughs> he's got some stuff, shady stuff that happened to him at the end of his life. Uh, but he's known to be Wayne. Uh, he's Jim Carrey's best friend, and was Jim Carrey's mentor because Jim Carrey's father died early in his life. And Wayne really helped Jim Carrey uh, navigate uh, the waters early in Canadian comedy and uh, would remain friends with him throughout his entire career. And so when they went to do Man on the Man on the Moon, he told me a story one time where he said, yeah, one time uh, Norm MacDonald and I were at the, uh, at the Psycho Mansion and uh, on the set on the Universal lot, and we were drinking Orange Fantas, and... Uh, and then all of a sudden, the door opened, and Jim Carrey, came, or Norm was going to walk into the house, and as soon as he was going to walk into the house, Jim Carrey came out of nowhere, dressed as the mother from Psycho, or Norman Bates as the mother from Psycho, and had a, a wielding a knife and scared the shit out of Norm MacDonald. So this is a story that I heard, like, in 2002, or actually... No, probably about two, whatever. Like, I heard it in the early 2000s when I was that would working. That scared the shit out of me, bro. Oh, yeah. I heard it when I was working with Wayne a lot. And um, so um, I would eventually ask Norm about that. And then Norm was smiling. Norm goes, yeah, that's true. And he goes, he goes what was hilarious was um, the tour train, the Universal tour train was yeah. coming through, the trolley. And uh, they're like, here we are on the Psycho Hotel and the Psycho Mansion from uh, Psycho and one, two, and three. You know, and then all of a sudden, without like nothing's supposed to happen, you're just driving through the lot. 
But all of a yeah. sudden, Jim Carrey comes running down the hill in that fucking mother outfit, wielding the knife still, and he starts chasing the trolley, and he's, like, hitting the trolley with the knife and trying to stab them, and everybody's freaking out, and nobody knew it was Jim Carrey. And uh, they probably thought it was part of the fucking thing, but it wasn't. It was Jim Carrey being incredible. But um, Jim Carrey, at that time, was doing Man on the Moon. So he was playing Andy Kaufman, and he was being Andy. That's why he was pranking Norm. And Norm played Michael Richards in Man on the Moon as well. So um, this all happened during the Man on the Moon era. And um, after Norm died, uh, Jim Carrey, on his on his um, Twitter he posted the video of him scaring Norm. And <laughs> I, like, I don't know if he saw what I tweeted at him, but I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe. I was never told that this was filmed. And I said, I've heard about this story from Wayne, and I've asked Norm about it, and it's one of my favorite stories, and I'm glad you shared this video with everyone. I don't know if Jim saw what I wrote, but I bet you if he did, I was like, oh, maybe he'll DM me. But he never DM me. So um, he never, he never DM. He never DM me. He didn't slip it into my DMs. Um, yeah. So tonight, um, uh, before, yeah, I love that. Uh, we hey, like so, for, hey. so, so seriously, I don't know what you're doing, but if you want to, uh, I don't know if you're planning on going to our friend's uh, wedding party. Which no. is at eleven at Comedy Bar, but hey, because uh, you might bring your wife with you too. I was gonna say if you want to come here and watch Rampage, and then we just go over there. Uh, what time does Rampage start at? Eight, nine, ten. Ten. Yeah, ten. It starts at ten. Yeah. Oh no! Well then, I'll be watching it Saturday morning. Yeah, me too. Fucking <laughs> beepers off. Fucking phones off. Beep, 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 beep. No, no shit. spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, that's it. So where what, what, what's going on with you? Where where can I find you? And uh, tell us what's up with uh, Reese Turner. Follow me on my social media pages, baby. No, follow me on my uh, my Instagram and Twitter and shit. Re underscore Reese T. Don't follow me on Twitter. I never use that shit. I have me on Facebook. Reese Turner. Saturday, uh, the 25th, I'm performing at the Orange Hall in Coburg, Ontario. Ooh. Uh, yeah, for this, uh, for the King's Court Presents, I think, I, I don't know what they call the show, a comedy show. Uh, but it's going to be good. It's me, uh, I think, Natish Sakuja, uh, Paul Thompson, and Keisha Brownie. Good lineup. Uh, really solid show. Uh, and then the following week, I've got the horse show out in Niagara Falls. Ooh. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So that's the following weekend. So follow me on social media and then check it out. And then you can always watch me Wednesdays on the late night sesh on YouTube. Uh, for me, hey, uh, you can uh, you can see me on uh, um, next week. I'll be <laughs> next week. I'll be in Calgary at the Laugh Shop. Uh, yeah. I'll be working with uh, I'm hosting for John Doerr, television's John Doerr. And then Amazing. I will be uh, in Kamloops the week after uh, doing the Kamloops Comedy Festival. And then I will be back in Toronto uh, very quickly after that. So, uh, so folks, hope you enjoyed the show today. But, hey, wait, it's not over. Stick around. We got Michelle Shaughnessy coming in for the Heels on Stars review. Take it away, Case. Ladies and gentlemen, with me at this time... 
Uh, it's uh, my uh, old roommate, the very funny comedian, uh, Michelle Shaughnessy's here for the annual weekly, annual <laughs> weekly, annuals yearly, uh, no, for the weekly <laughs> Heels on Stars, the Heels Review. Uh, Michelle, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so uh, this was a really good episode, and uh, now, again, we're two weeks behind because we don't want to spoil it for anyone, but um, this because if this episode came out uh, today, it would just be too much for what happened this week. But, however, this episode came out two weeks ago when you could still laugh at Ric Flair wearing a robe, going around naked in an airplane. However... Um, that has changed drastically due to uh, dark side of wrestling that is on Vice. And if you want to, and if you want to know what more happened with Ric Flair there, just go to Vice and watch the Dark Side of Wrestling and watch the Plane Ride from Hell, and you'll know what we're talking about. Because we're not talking about that here. What we're talking about is heels and heels on stars. And this episode in particular, the uh, the the fifth episode. The, no, fourth the, episode. The fourth episode, cutting promos. This was the name of the episode, Michelle. Cutting promos. Um, there was no right. wrestling in it. Okay, let's get to that. There was no wrestling in it. Like there was fights stuff, but there was no actual in the ring matches. Yeah. And this is, I think, the first time that that's happened. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool because I didn't even realize it till the episode was almost over when I was like, oh, we haven't seen that yet. So it's not like I was sitting there being like, oh, where the hell is the wrestling? Because the episode was really powerful and strong without it that you didn't even feel like something was missing. Um, so that to me speaks volumes for a great episode. Also, uh, to, uh, to add that, I had a similar feeling because I was watching the episode and I was like, I know we're watching it on stars. And I was like, oh, my God, this episode has no boobies yet. <laughs> and and then I said it, and then at the very end, they slipped in some boobies. Because you know on stars, there's going to be the boobies. Okay. So Anyways. we left off on the last week's uh, review, and we were talking about how they foreshadowed something was going to happen with Wild Bill. So we should yes. probably jump into that first. Yeah. So that's how episode three ended, which we talked about. Um, and we found out what happened with Wild Bill. Yes. So that's why Casey brought up the Ric Flair thing earlier, because I didn't really know too much about that until... Yes. This whole thing happened. When, when you when you saw the last episode and he's like, I fucked up. And you're like, what did he do? And I didn't want to tell. I said, I told you. I said, well, basically, he pulled a Ric Flair. But you didn't know what that was. And now. I know and, what it is. Now everybody knows. She, you haven't even seen Dark Side of Wrestling. <laughs> you just saw Twitter yeah. and Instagram. And you're yeah. like. Why, and, and Ric Flair apologizing left, right, and yeah, center. Yeah, that's what I saw. But uh, I think Casey's probably already touched on that. Well, yeah, we definitely podcast, touched on it. So we don't need to talk about it during the Heels review. But that's basically what happened with Wild Bill. Yeah. Um, he, he starts off. Showed his dong on a plane. Yeah, Michelle's like, whoa, what are we watching here? Because they showed from a, a, a New York. They start with a, the Zoom that's in. That's how the show opens. The show opens in like a New a New York City boardroom. Yes. We assume it's New York City. It doesn't say. It, no, it is New York oh, City because right. they City have the, 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 the trade right, right. center. So we opened that and that seemed weird because we didn't open on like a small town or yeah. open on like, you know. Uh, so right away I was like, oh, this is different. I like yeah. that. And it was basically like him in a boardroom. With like and CEOs create, and stuff, and they're yes. creating a toy. Well, no, they're not creating a toy. They are. They're, no, they're creating. This is going to be the new championship belt, and this is taken off of when John Cena won the championship, 
and they created a new belt for him with a spinning WWE logo. No, they were creating a toy for kids. Yes, I I know, but this is based on something I'm telling you. Oh, I thought you were saying that like... No, no, no. This happened with John Cena where where a lot of wrestling fans were upset because the John Cena belt had a spinner Mm -hmm. with the WWE logo so you could spin the logo and play with the belt and then they started selling those belts. Oh, okay. And this is kind of where that all stemmed from where, you know... uh, because this show does take a lot from the actual wrestling world. I don't agree world. with you that that's tied. What's that? I don't think those two things are. There are because his his reaction to it was the a lot of wrestlers' reaction to it. It's like it's not a belt, you know, like it's not a toy. It's something we've worked for and all okay. this and all that. Well, so, we so, can agree to agree to disagree. That well, I think that those yeah, two but things I are kind of know history. Right. And, and you it's not about knowing history. I believe what you're saying is true. Yes. I just don't necessarily think that that was a conscious choice. Oh, what's that? No, no. Them making that belt like that for that scene is is playing on the whole John Cena belt thing. That's what I'm saying. Okay, it's, well, it's I didn't get of, that read. No, no, you, no, no. Neither would anybody else that's watching it. But this is a podcast for wrestling fans, so I have to mention that because they're I, like, I "Why know, isn't he going to mention the John Cena okay, belt?" Okay, okay, all right. Now you can buy any belt at any WWE event for four hundred dollars. <laughs> so they're not even titles anymore; they're just uh, they're just money traps. Money traps. Money traps. All right, uh, we could probably cut some of that out. That was a long argument. No, it's all right. That's okay. good. Well, it's, it's a long episode. So, um, so yeah. So next. Uh, we have uh, so the belt comes out. Basically, he yeah he was mad that they were making this toy. Yeah, and then he was on a plane with them. He stole the belt. He stole the belt. He stole the belt. He stole the belt, and we saw his dingle dangle. And he well he and he came <laughs> out. I love the Ric Flair scene, and then he cut a promo, and uh, his I I do you call it a dingle dangle? I say it's a schlong, because part of schlong is the word long. So I always think. Big long dinkies. We saw his penis. His penis. His penis. Yeah, is because it's, 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 it's. So that's what he did. He exposed himself. He exposed and, like, himself. Jangled it around. Yes, and wearing was, the toy belt. And and, and let you, let me say, uh, he what he did take some pills and drink some booze, quite a bit of booze. He got drunk. He got a, he went in, put on his robe, and then he showed his dingle dangle and cut a promo on TikTok and everything else. So um. So this got him fired. Wild Bill is now. George, at the end of the episode, we found out that he got fired. Yes. So he took off and showed up at Willie's place and kind of left her to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and we saw that she lives in a nice place. Yeah. What's Willie's story? We were story? like, what's going on here? Is it her husband's money? Is she rich? Because it's a really nice place. Yeah. She looks pretty loaded. So he shows up there and it does not go well. Um, he basically kind of like makes her take him in. Yeah. Um, and in the episode, we find it a little bit more their backstory. Yeah, right? they they used to be in love in the, the like she was in love with him in their twenties, and uh, and uh, and he fucked really good. Apparently, that's was that was said in the yes. show. Yes, she basically that's said not when me you're, wishing. No, no. <laughs> she basically said when you're getting fucked good, like you can ignore a lot of bad things about people, which I, is a hundred percent true. I looked at Michelle and was like, "Is that true?" Because <laughs> uh, I don't know. I you know like. I, I've never well, I I've been fucked really good, but I don't fuck really good. That's what I was trying to say. So I don't I, don't I wouldn't think. know. No, we wouldn't know. No, no. no. Platonic we're like tri- we're like Jack Tripper and uh, Three's Company. 
Yeah, I'm both the girls. Yeah, she's both <laughs> of the girls. I've I've heard no twice as many times as Jack Tripper has. That's really funny. Um, yeah. So um, so yeah. So that so then uh, basically what happens is uh, you know, the Superman guy. Uh, what's his name? Jim. Jim. Bobby Jim Pin. P. Bobby Pin. He looks like Superman. He, he looks like he could play Superman. He's played by Trey Tucker. And he looks and like well, you know, you, know, you said. Yeah, I said he looks like he could play Superman. I said he looks like he could be a TV Superman, I, not a movie Superman. Exactly. So I'm sorry, Trey Tucker, if you're listening, but you're still like, that's still, I mean, you know. Clark Kent is still hot. Yeah, it's you're still hot. Yeah. You're just not like Henry Cavill hot. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or, or, or Christopher Reeves hot. You know, uh, not that, well, Christopher Reeves was hot. Anyways, um, so, so yeah, so he, so Bobby Pin, uh, it seems to be this episode that um, is, it, we don't know what's going on with his relationship. Well, there is no relationship. He develops a friendship with Crystal and something. Ace's valet, and is, is you something know, going on. It's there? Not, like, but he's just treating her like a normal human being. Yeah. Instead of the back and forth, how Ace treated her like garbage and yeah. was mean to her unless he wanted sex. This guy's actually like being her friend, and they're getting along and making her laugh, and it's really nice to see. I think he's got a crush on her. He does have a crush on her, but he's acting adorably about it. Yeah, because he's the nice guy. He won't. He won't. He's he won't. not the bad boy, which is probably why they're not going to end up together because women like trash men. Exactly. Exactly. Women never go for the nice guy <laughs> until they've been destroyed by bad boys, and then they go for a nice guy, and then they're like, "I'm right back to bad boys." <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. So then eventually, uh, oh, there's, oh, and we learn about. Um, so this basically episode is Ace accepting that he's going to be a heel. Uh, Jack is like trying to get them launched on YouTube, but has to get all these tapes digitized. And uh, as somebody who has over 150 comedy sets on digital tapes. Oh, my gosh. Of I know, course you do. I know what that's like. Of course you do. <laughs> um, yeah. It, I've, like, it, I've spent money on digitizing stuff. It's a lot of money. Uh, so I get it. And then he the sponsors, they're not happy with it because it doesn't appeal to their car dealership. Whatever. I really like that that couple. Like, there's a, the, a couple that plays the sponsors. It's like this older married couple, and they're really cool. Like the costumes on them, the acting on them. Like I really like them. I would. I want to see more of them. Well, they're really good, and she loves Facebook. The the woman, he's like, you do love Facebook. Like, I love Facebook. Yeah, I want to yeah. see more of this couple. <gasps> and uh, and then not only that. Oh, so then there's a great scene where uh, Wild Bill is just hanging out in the pool hall. He's, uh, oh God! This scene makes no he's, sense. He's blowing oxy. Well, you should. And, yeah. Uh, so Ace happens even, to be at the same bar. Yeah. Just drinking there, and the well, bartender, no, whose titties just, we see later, he's just going in to get some wings. He just want wings. He's getting wings and things, if you know what I'm talking about. And uh, the thing was, uh, take home a little later. Hello. Um. <laughs> so so, anyways, then while Bill comes out, they said he's blowing oxy in the bathroom. I'm like, who's oxy? And then uh, it turns nice out joke, that was uh, well. Not all of us are hip to the groove. Yeah. Okay. On, on, on the uh, the the drugs. Um, so, anyways, uh, he's on the he's there. They're gonna play pool against these guys, and then they're gonna be all assholes together. And I think he's trying to teach Ace how to be a big heel. Basically, he picks a fight with these two innocent guys over no reason and scares the shit out of them and creates a scene. And it's just for show. It's just to see, like, hey, look what I can do. Uh, he's literally losing his mind. Like he, we're watching him, like who Wild Bill? Or? Yes, yes, we're watching him fly off the rails. Yeah. Um, and it just only gets worse from there. 
Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, so then, um, you know, then they come across. Then there's a point where they have dinner, and everything goes wrong with dinner because their mom is like, "Oh, okay. Well, we were still talking about Wild Bill, so now oh. you now you're talking to the about the family dinner." Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because there's that's why he couldn't stay around because or something he had to go. He's like, your mama never had no four thirty dinner, you know, and like he said he had to go to his mom's dinner, but why was he bringing wings? Yeah. Like, why was he getting twenty four wings to go to his mom's house who's, who has a bucket load of chicken? Hey, he's a big boy. He is. He's a big, a big boy. boy. He needs to eat. Keep those muscles going. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so Ace goes to the house. And uh, and then they during a prayer or something, they mentioned about their daddy being in heaven, and their mom goes off the handle because in the Bible people who commit suicide go to hell. Yeah, so it really kind of is a big moment where the mom just kind of comes out and says, "Your grandfather's in hell. He's burning." Yeah, and everyone at the dinner table is like, "What the fuck is happening?" So she pretty much scares the kid and says that. Yeah. Um, his grandfather's in hell, and that was pretty scary. Yeah. And I think the mom is like, I know it's the, coming up on the 10-year anniversary. She's like, don't call it that. Don't call it an anniversary. Call it what it is. Like what? 10 out, 10 year. Was it 10 years? Yeah. I don't think it was 10 years. They said they were coming up. Or no, one year. It's one year. It is one year. I was Why like, did what I are think? you talking about? Oh, maybe one year for like a 10-year. I don't know. Oh, God. Anyways. It's one year. It was so one year. It was a really hard scene, but it's the most we've ever really seen the, the mom like act. Yeah, and I think that's pretty cool. And it, and, it, and it, one year, okay, I could see why you'd still be upset because everything's a year later still fresh. Of course, it is super fresh. It's like, really sad. I can't even understand how they're even wrestling a year later. They got to keep the business going. They got to put food on the table. You're right. You would be doing comedy a year later. Yeah, when my when my mom died, I yeah I was. Oh no, I did comedy the week before she died, and then. Well, I had to do comedy eventually after, but I feel I, like you do, you would be like I, especially if it was like the like your family's business, yeah. you would want to protect that, right? No, you're right, and you're it probably right. helps them get their aggressions out. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I so uh, the mom goes off the rails. Yeah, off the rails. Off the rails. And, um, and so we see. And the kid and the kid gets scared shitless. Kid gets scared, but Ace is actually a really good uncle and like cu- puts him in his bed for the night and like calms him down and stuff. And, and then he gives he goes, cool. "You want a new? F- you want a new? Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah." There's sl- um, by the way. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about the house fire. There's a fire, house on fire. Yeah, the house caught on fire. Jack's so- house caught on fire, but it turned out to be fine. They just have smoke damage and have to do get new electrical. But the kid's blankie got burnt, so Ace gave him his. Uncle Ace gave him his, and that was really sweet. And we saw a really nice moment. That was some of the best acting that I've seen Alexander Ludwig do in the show so far, and I'm a big fan of his. So it was really nice to see. I did like the part where he's like, um, he's like, "You want this blanket?" And then he took out the blanket, and I thought it was going to be the Confederate flag because they're down in Georgia. That's where it is. And uh, he goes, nobody can use this anymore. So just uh, use it in the bedroom only. Um, but no, it was... Uh, it it was, was his football blanket, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was yeah. his football blanket. And, uh, you know, so... Because he was supposed to be a, a great quarterback, I think, at one time or something like that. And uh, now he's uh, he wrestling. And uh, But it was a good moment to see him be really, like, humanized with his nephew. I like that a lot. So then he decides to go see Crystal. He goes to Crystal's house. Oh, yeah. Or to her trailer that she lives in. I like to call it Crystal's Palace. <laughs> it sounds like very... And uh, he sees her just having fun on the trampoline. Just having fun. With Bobby Kent. Just jumping so, up and down. Having fun on the trampoline. Yeah. So he sees that and watches for a bit. 
and keys Bobby's car. We don't see him do it. But when Bobby goes to leave, there's a big key mark in his car. So obviously... He thinks that it was Ace. She's putting the tramp in trampoline. That's what he's thinking. Oh God, Casey! So <laughs> <laughs> you have to cut out so much stuff out of this episode. No, this yes, is you all do. great. I've been doing this whole episode with an accent. You it's great. To, I've noticed. <laughs> you have to cut out the Confederate flag stuff. That just didn't work. No, it's all yeah, right. It's, it's just, just chop it's it bad out. jokes. Bad just jokes. Chop it out. It's bad jokes. Keep going. Keep going. Anyway, so he sees Crystal having a good time with Bobby. They're not even doing anything. They're just flirting and Bobby's treating her kindly. Yeah. Maybe that's why he feels threatened mm-hmm. because he's like, well, I don't treat her kindly. So yeah, I see this guy doing it and I know I might lose her. But again, Ace is the bad boy. So yes. we all know what's going to happen there. Now we also have, we have the big, um, we have the, all of a sudden, then everything sort of seems to come together and, uh, oh yeah. Cause they, they're, 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 they're watching old videos down in the basement and then Ace and Jack have a moment where they kind of get along, and uh, and Jack explains why he's such a hard ass. And then he says, "Let's write some ideas together." And he calls Ace Tarantino, and they have that moment where they start writing, and that results them into the next scene. Basically, is all of a sudden it's the next day. He's at Crystal's work, and all of a sudden a fight starts between him and Bobby Pin at work. And then it turns out, not just are they at work, uh, they're creating a work and they're filming it for television. Yeah, where they're cutting a promo. They did a whole big schmoz where there's a big fight scene at the gas station. They go through a car wash. It's awesome. And then Jack, uh, Jack uh, Ace, uh, I mean, Ace is on the ground. Jack comes out at the very end. He's like, you two want to fight for this belt? And he pulls up the belt, and it's a promo that they're going to put it up on YouTube. And everybody seems to be in harmony, and everybody likes it, and it's great. Yeah, that part was really good. And then it was after that 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 Ace catches Crystal and Bobby hanging out. Yeah. So that all happened after. And then that resulted in Ace. Key in the car. Key in the car, and then stopping by for some more wings and things. Oh, yeah. Because the ending was... And he has sex with the bartender lady. He was having sex with the bartender lady. So, and that's pretty much the whole episode, I guess, because we're, we're coming in on 20 minutes. So that's where we got to stop. No, we didn't even talk about that. What happened at the end with Wild Bill? Oh, yeah, that's the thing, so, too, is Wild Bill got uh, kicked out. He got kicked out of Willie's house because yes. he insulted her family and her yeah. daughter. Yes. And she... Oh, really? Really badly. I'm not even going to repeat it. But she... Beat him up, and it was awesome. Yes. She got some amazing fucking punches in. Yeah. The next day, her husband or whoever puts all his stuff on the street and is like, there's a hotel here. Yeah. They no have more free Mr. breakfast, nice whatever. And then Ace goes to see him, or Jack goes to see him at his hotel, yeah. and he just sees how fucking awful he's doing and walks away. Yeah. Like, he is not well. He can't barely he's function. He couldn't. Wasted. Looks like shit. He's trying to get ice from the ice bucket, but he can't hold on to the bucket, and he's in his flip-flops, and he's flip-flopping around. But he's just waiting for the booze and the pills to kick in. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to be on the roof, jumping up and down. And it's like, we talked about this too. It's like, because of the suicide in the first episode. Right. So many times. It wasn't the first episode. It was in the last episode. In the third episode that we saw the suicide. Is it the third episode that yeah, we saw the suicide? Yeah, we didn't see it till the third one. Okay, well, when you see the episode, in the in the, it really builds you up for more suicide you feel like is coming. Mm-hmm. And the last episode, it's like, oh, my God, is he going to kill himself? 
And then this episode, it's like, yeah, because the guy was up on the, Bobby Pin was up on right. the water it's tower. the way they film things in this episode is it's like, they always kind of film it in that way where you're like, oh, something bad's going to happen. Yes. But it's not. Like, they do a really good job of making you think things yes. that aren't there. And then you think at this end, is he going to jump off the building? No, he's only going to jump up and down on the building yelling at everybody. Yeah, he's on the on the roof of the hotel screaming Craziness. that I'm Wild Bell, come get wild with me and shit like that. Yeah. So it's insane. So that's how how it mostly ends. Yeah. Like, that's what I would say the wrap-up is. I'm sorry it took You're us right. too long to get to this point. We, it's all right. We hung out a little bit before. It was a fun episode, uh, as, as it always is. But, you know, sometimes, I feel like sometimes heels, um, it's 45 minutes, but when it's I'm, longer than that. But when it, it's like fifty-two. It, oh, it feels like I thought it was forty-five, and it feels like fifty-two. Mm-mm. Okay, <laughs> it's fifty-two, then it feels like full hour. Yeah, like, it's like, it, like I was like, I do forty-five minutes on stage, and it does not feel like no. Th- it's this. longer than one of our sets. Yeah, it's definitely longer than one of our sets. So, um, yeah. So, what's gonna happen the next episode? Uh, this episode is cutting promos. And, uh, you know, they cut that promo at the It was good. I like this episode. I think every week the show's getting better to me. Although I would have liked to see more of CM Punk's character. But if that was just a one-off, that's We don't know. Ricky Rabies Rabies could always be in the mix. You never know. And uh, the next episode, uh, I really enjoyed. And you guys are going to enjoy next week uh, when we come back with the... uh, Stars on heels. No. Heels on stars. Heels on, uh, heels on stars. Um, <laughs> review with uh, with Casey Corbin and Michelle Shaughnessy. Bye. Bye. And there we go, folks. That is our show for today. Uh, thank you for uh, for listening in. Uh, on behalf of Michelle and Reese and myself and Never Sleeps Networks, uh, thank you for letting us put a headlock in your ears. And uh, thank you for taking the time to listen to this week's Talking Wrestling. And we will be back next week. And we will talk at you next week. So uh, until then, um, yeah, stay safe, stay hard, stay hungry. Adios. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.